Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome to episode 50 of With Heart and Wonder. If we haven't met before, my name is Megan Johnston, and if we have, welcome back. This episode is really such a gift. I welcome Priscilla Jabouin, and I have to say there were so many moments in recording this interview that I just felt so deeply moved. In this episode, we talk all about career, but we look at career as part of our lives and really in terms of living the life that you dream right now. Priscilla gives us so many gems of wisdom and powerful questions to consider how we can start to move today towards a life that we love as part of this transformation that not just impacts us, but actually makes the world a better place. It's really rooted in a holistic approach to career and, and really rooted in embracing this attitude of, of self-love, which is what we're all about. <laughs> so can't wait for you to listen. Let's dive in. Welcome, Priscilla. I am truly so excited to have you joining us today on With Heart and Wonder. And you're on vacation, so it feels even more <laughs> special that we get to connect today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Actually, it's always it's actually always an honor when people invite me on to talk about what I love to do. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I am really excited. I was telling you, um, we haven't really explored careers on on with Heart and Wonder yet, and I, it's such an important part of when we look holistically at our lives. I mean, how we choose to spend um, those like working hours of our days really can have a huge effect um, on our well being, um, and, and and like holistically, it's 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 it's. It's, I think, a really important part when we're looking at um, our fulfillment and our happiness and um, a soulful exploration of life. And I know that you feel the same way. So I am really excited to dive um, into this topic today uh, with your special like flair of, of looking at careers from this holistic, really mindful perspective. Could we start just by you sharing a little bit about you, how you found your way into this work and what it is exactly that you do? Sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, I won't give you the whole story, <laughs> but in a nutshell, um, you know, I, I'm one of the lucky ones that I already knew at 15 what I actually wanted to do. Yeah. And at the time, it was very clear that I wanted to be a psychologist. Well, I, I termed it as a psychologist based on what I had seen. And um, fast forward to reality, um, I did study in psychology in my undergrad. And then for whatever reason, I didn't feel like I could pursue my PhD and kind of found myself going through what I think most 
university students go through after they graduate and it's that whole like confusion about what's next like I find like in life everything's very structured for us we know that after grade school is junior high then high school then like college or university and then all of a sudden after university it's like all of a sudden we have to choose and decide what comes next and I don't think that there's any preparation really around that piece so I did I did go through some career confusion and found myself as a school teacher and knowing that um, I knew that it wasn't my passion and I, and I had given myself about five years. I'm like, I'll spend about five years in this career and then like move along. And I literally lasted three years, <laughs> which isn't so bad, but I was, I was so aware in my first year as a teacher, in my first months as a teacher, that I was not happy in that career. Mm-hmm. And that it was really not something that I wanted to do. My first year teaching, I absolutely loved my students and I couldn't imagine, you know, just dropping them in December. So I decided to stay for the full year. But um, the confusion really started when I was like, I don't want to teach. What am I going to do instead? Yeah. So I stayed in the career a little bit too long to the point where I actually started getting um, ill. It started affecting my health. It started affecting my mental health. And I just got to a point where I, I realized like, okay, I have a, I have a decision I have to make so I can either stay in a career that leaves me feeling completely miserable and accept that this is my reality until retirement. And at the time I was still in my twenties or I can face my fear, you know, resign from this career and return to school and pursue a graduate degree in psychology. And at that moment, I realized like, I can't imagine myself putting myself through this for an extra year. Uh, and I and I just decided, okay, you know what? I'm just going to risk it. So I I applied for the Masters of Counseling Psychology at McGill, and I got in right away, which is really awesome. Um, and I never looked back. Like I just never looked back. There was absolutely no regret. I'm even when I think about it today, I'm so glad I made that move. So I basically returned to school at 30, and um, loved loved it. And Also, I think already at the time I knew that I wanted to help people identify how they wanted to show up in the world. And it's interesting because now even I have some I have some papers from back then that that I kept because I felt like it was just so clear to me, even in my my letter in my application letter, that there was like this piece of like your existence when it comes to your career. Mm. How do you show up in this world? And I really felt that we spend so much time in our career that at the end of the, the day, like the way we show up, the way we like what we choose like, our career as being almost becomes like how we decide to show up in the world. Um, now, the tricky thing about that is also when I'm speaking to clients, I always want them to recognize because, you know, that holistic piece is that we have a tendency of separating career from our personal life. Yeah. Yeah. So we used have a tendency of being like well it's just my career right so it's okay if I'm unhappy in my career or it's okay if it drains me because oh maybe I have these hobbies I can do on the side but the reality is that when we're when we don't like our career and I'm sure most listeners can relate to this is that you well I'll say come home even though now most of us are already home (laughs) um you come home completely drained yeah, and you actually have nothing left for the other areas of your life. Absolutely. 
Um, and that's exactly how I felt when I was a teacher. Like I, at the end of the day, I was literally in the zone of like, nobody talked to me. Like, I just need to like rest and unwind. Like I luckily, um, that's when I really started getting big into fitness and I started really working out a lot. So that was kind of my way of balancing the unhappiness at work, but it can only take you so far. Yeah. And I'm so glad you talked about that because I think it, gosh, it, um, like I, I, I'm just getting like flashbacks now to a career I had, um, and, um, and how, like how it, like it sucked everything out of me and yeah. I would come home and it would be like six thirty at night and I'd be going to bed. Like, and mm-hmm. I know other people, um, like I know other people can relate to that. And, um, your story too, about, some of the things that you were feeling when you decided to leave teaching um, and that embodied awareness that you had of the ways in which it was affecting both your physical and mental health. And I know when I was looking at your website, you talk about the feeling of like it being Sunday and you having like a pit in your stomach for Monday coming around. And um, those like embodied clues that that really in many ways are saying like something's wrong and we're mm-hmm. not in alignment and um and that yeah when we're in that place of unalignment in career it's going to ripple outwards and it's going to affect um that personal life and I'm doing air quotes here um but it's going to affect our relationships it's going to affect all sorts of things um I let's like right away we 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 were talking a little bit before we hit the record button about the role of fear in it all. And mm-hmm. I was even just thinking about in your story, going back to school at the age of 30, um, that would be something that would freak a lot of people out, you know? And I know there's a lot of other common fears that come up. Right. So if we, if we think about someone who's maybe just started to realize, like, I maybe even they've just heard you say and describe your experience and gone like, oh gosh, like I am really experiencing um, some of the effects even in my physical and mental health. Um, How do you go from that place of recognition that something is off, that something's not right? um, And what are some of the fears that we, that start to come up right away when we realize like we're not in the right place? Yeah. So some cues, I know that some people will often ask, well, how do you know, like, it's time for you to leave the job, right? How do you know? I'm like, just the fact that you're even questioning, (laughs) right? I think that's, that's enough, right? Because when you're, when you're happy in your career, and when you love your career, you're, you're just flowing, like, there's no time to think like, I should I go? I'm not like, you know, there's no time to be in that like wishy-washy state. I mean, sometimes we're in the wishy-washy state, because there are, you know, it's sometimes life is a roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. And it, it, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, I'm just thinking like, it doesn't have to be the ride where you're like, you're really feeling like you're just <laughs> diving down and you're like, okay, I'm going to die, right? Um, but just to go back to that, you know, I think that the, the continuous thinking about it, like a lot of my clients will be like, you know, it's been about a year or it's been about two years that I'm questioning and it keeps on coming up. I think that's a cue definitely if that keeps on coming up, right? It's just something's asking for your attention. I think that also absenteeism, like when I was a teacher, (laughs) my first year as a teacher, I think I used up like the majority of my sick leave days. Okay. Like I was always taking mental health days and, and no shame. I was just taking them and I actually really didn't care. Um, I think that's a huge, huge sign that, you know, if you're often finding yourself calling in sick, 
Um, that's a huge sign that something needs to change. I remember once literally I was going to work and I, and I got all the way to the subway. I was living in Montreal at the time and I'm here waiting for the subway to come and the subway arrives and I kind of just look at it and I'm like, I don't want to go to work today. And I literally walked back home and um, I didn't get along with my colleagues at the time. And I was, um, I was the English teacher and I literally was like too bad for my colleagues. They're just not going to have their time off today. Like that's how bad it got for me. Like I just didn't care anymore. And I think like when you find yourself in these types of situations, like you really have to ask yourself, what am I really, what am I looking for in my career? But what am I looking for in my life? And that's one piece that I really bring in when I'm working with my clients. Like we're not only going to be exploring your career and most of the time actually in my conversations with clients we're not talking about their career at all yeah. we're actually talking about their life and how the career right. can support your life right or more like in them getting clear about who they are and what they really want in their life yes and the piece of the career just flows because then it's like well you know what I really want in my life is this and this is really how I want what I really want to be doing with my time okay and I think that people often so to bring in like the fears it becomes um you know some people are really afraid that if they really pursue what they love they're gonna hate it yes well if I take my passion or what I love and I make it a career I'm gonna hate it right because but it's because and and this is really I'm gonna use my word disturbing I love using that word and it becomes disturbing because it shows to us to what extent like we've equated career to just like ugh, yeah thing that we have to do that isn't fun and so we even believe that making something we love into a career will make it not fun anymore instead of realizing like no actually if I take something I love and I make it a career I'm gonna actually start loving like the word career is gonna take a whole new definition and I'm actually going to enjoy waking up to make money and I mean that brings in a whole other whole other like money mindset issues but it's just that it's actually possible to wake up to a career you absolutely love. And I always use the analogy of dating. And often when I see my clients are really struggling to imagine that they could really wake up to a career they love, I'm like, okay, well, when you're looking for a partner, like, what are you hoping for? Like, would you actually settle for less? Like, would you settle for a partner that makes you unhappy, right? Would you settle for a partner that you don't like waking up beside them in the morning yeah right would you settle for a partner that makes you feel like right and just (laughs) and the majority of us would be like no way but your career is just as important absolutely right and so it it becomes and and obviously you know we have stuff there are situations um where you know there there are situations that make it difficult to get out of of difficult situations like um sorry, in really, like, I'm just thinking about abusive relationships. And I know that there's a um, psychological piece that goes into that, that makes it hard for people to leave those relationships. And I, and that shows up at work too. Right. But it's just like, it's really starting to shift that perspective to be like, I always bring it like, do you really love yourself? And most people will say yes. And it's like, okay, but if that's really true, then you wouldn't be waking up to a career that makes you feel that way. Yeah, and that uh, that's such a beautiful way to put it, and that really um, 
that it is an act of love and like mm-hmm. deep compassion and deep care to to listen to those inklings that were they could be they could be the whispers or they could be really loud <laughs> telling us that no something isn't isn't working for us yeah, yeah. so it makes me think I want to bring up something that Oprah talks about and then I want to bring in the other fears that come up for people Um, But there's this like life lesson that Oprah teaches that I share with every single one of my clients. I'm like, I know it by heart because I've heard it so many times. And the first time I heard this lesson from Oprah, I, she did a tour, like, I don't remember how, over 10 years ago, she was doing a North American tour and I was lucky enough to get tickets. And she was sharing at the time, like life whispers is the life lesson that she's talking about. And she's that she's basically saying like life whispers to you all the time from the minute you wake up all the way to the time you go to bed. And it's just like, we choose not to listen to those whispers. Yeah. Right. But first it's going to be a little whisper. And if we don't, she says like, if we don't listen to the whisper, then it becomes little pebbles, like little problems. If we don't listen to the problems, then it becomes, um, is it like a brick, a brick upside your head, you know? And if you don't listen to that, then it's like the whole wall comes crashing down. Right. And it's just, I'm sure people can think of situations where they got a nudge and they just ignored and ignored and ignored. And then it like the situation became really, really bad. And um, I remember in my life, something was happening at that time. And the minute I heard her life lesson, like, well, I was like in a, in a, a relationship I shouldn't have been in. And the minute I heard that lesson, like that weekend, I broke up with a guy and I was just like, it's not going to work. You know, I'm not, I don't want to stick around to see what could happen in this situation. I'm out of here. And I think that we need to be brave enough and courageous enough, especially when it comes to our career, to let go of what's not working for us, because it's just like a matter of energy and the universe when we we let go, like we release what we no longer need. And I know people have heard this over and over again. And I know it's really cliche, but it's so true. When you let go of what you no longer need, then it opens the space and the door for the things that you really want to come in. Yeah. And it's so true. And we're always afraid, but what if this is the best? So another fear people have, what if like this is the best and there won't be anything better? Or what if it's, what's out there is worse, right? And what if it isn't? Yeah. What if what's out there is so much better than what you have? And this is where I really encourage my clients, like get super clear about what you want right? Because you won't know that you found it unless you're really clear. And it's almost like we have, I call it, I love calling it magic. Like we have this magic ability as humans um, of manifesting things. Yeah. And so if you can get really clear about what it is that you want, then it shows up. And I have had clients reach back out to me and be like, you know, when we worked together and I took the time to like get really clear, like one client recently got back to me and she's like, you know, my office looks like what I had imagined when we were working together. Cool. Right. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. And she's like, and I love my career and it's just, and I know that it's hard to grasp when we're not experiencing that right now. And all we've experienced is career dissatisfaction. And um, it's not, you don't snap your fingers and then one day to the next, you're like, Oh, I found a career I love. It's like, it's a process. Right. And so it's just about taking those initial steps for things to shift, um, for things to shift. And then all of a sudden you wake up and what you wanted to create, you've created. Yeah. It's about, it's really about taking actions. And then another big fear that people have is around um, finances. Yeah. Right. There's this belief that 
if I love what I do, then I won't get paid well for it. I won't get paid for it. Or I ask, I can't ask money for it. And again, that, that brings us back to that mindset um, we have around career not being a good thing. And like, I need, it's almost like this belief that I can only get paid to do something I don't like. Mm. Right. And right. I can get paid a lot of money to do something I hate. It's like, this is the exchange. You're not going to like what you do, but I'm going to give you a lot of money for it. (laughs) Right. Instead of looking at it like, no, you're going to love what you do. And I want to pay you a lot of money for it because you do it so well, because you love it so much. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really like shifting that mindset around finances and and um and I and I I challenge my clients I'm like you know you're telling me that you're not going to make money like how, how do you know that like where does this information come from and most of the time they don't know where it came from and I'm like unless you're going to go out there and do re- the research and speak to a lot of people and get the facts for me it's like don't come and tell me that you're not going to make money doing what you love because actually in reality you don't know yeah I really love um this uh just it, from these little glimpses you're giving us into your coaching process, but just how often um, you're kind of like flipping the script or or like flipping the question around, you know, and getting people Mm -hmm. to think, well, okay, you're thinking like, you know, like you said, like, um, what if I can't make money? Well, 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 what if you can? What if it's more than you, what if it's more than you could ever imagine? Or, you know, like, what if, what if, what if it's going to be worse? Well, what if it's so much better, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, and this comes to uh, something that that we wanted to touch on today as well, which is, I think sometimes um, when it comes to our those like whispers inside of us, and and um, I, I'm gonna have to go and find this, or maybe you'll have to send it to me. I can send it. Yeah, to Yeah, I love it because we talk a lot about whispers on the podcast, um, and the whispers that are within us, and and that little voice that that already does know the way and and Mm -hmm. all of the wisdom that's in our bodies and our our hearts in addition to the mind and so um and I love that um that that you bring this into into your work but what I was thinking of was that you know sometimes we get those little whispers and and it's one thing for us to acknowledge that the whispers are there and then it's another thing to be at a place where we can tell others. Um, and whether that's like um, our partners, our closest friends, our family members, whether it's someone like a career coach, but sometimes that's like a really big step. And sometimes mm. it's a step that we take and it doesn't go the way we want. And I can think of even past podcast guests who've shared, like they've heard the whisper, they've shared it with someone in their life about um, a, a change that they wanted to make. And and sometimes it's met with like incredible support and other times it's met with resistance and you get those questions um, oftentimes and it makes sense like it makes sense that our family and friends would look at our lives and maybe say something like well you worked really hard for that permanent job and like I thought it's been going really well for you or like you know like that job comes with a lot of really great opportunities um, because they themselves are aren't they well they aren't us and they aren't experiencing what we're experiencing and so I'd love to just like talk about like how we how this conversation of careers um happens with others in our lives um and Mm -hmm. then how do we create um support 
for yeah. for this journey of of inquiry going into the self um how do we create that space um where we feel free to explore and like to be more playful and creative in that process of exploration whether it's with someone like yourself who's a coach um or whether it's it's approaching the conversation differently with our friends and family yeah definitely okay i love that you brought this up because um, one of the big pieces of being held accountable and making sure that our goals, like we accomplish our goals is to share with others, but there's one key piece that people, um, don't take into consideration and that's what leads to what you were sharing. So when we've shared with others, like we shared our whisper with others and we're faced with their resistance, like, oh my God, did you have such a good job with such great benefits? Like, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> oh my goodness it's their fear that's talking yeah so you stepping into your passion or listening to your whisper or taking that risk is actually proof to them that that's possible and that you would be throwing them off so they need to kind of keep things status quo yeah Okay. And so um, it's really their fear talking but the problem is that our fear then gets triggered Yes. Right. And then we start second guessing ourselves. We're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're right. And, you know, they're right in their world because they've never tried anything different. Right. So um, I think it's uh, so um, I, I don't remember her quote exactly, but Clara Pinkola Estes, who wrote the book, uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So in her book, there's a quote and she says, like, basically, like, never ask advice to like the small-minded people or just like you you don't want to be basically you don't want to be asking for advice around like your big dreams to people who haven't pursued their big dreams because mm. they don't they don't know how to support that right and so when I tell my clients you're gonna have to share these goals with people I'm like and you need to choose people who are going to be positive and that you trust yeah you need to choose people who are going to positive, who are going to be positive and who trust. And you trust because it's so easy for people to come and just squash your dreams. So unless you are very grounded in your dream and you know that no matter what anybody says to you, you're going to pursue it no matter what, which is what I shared like around like my dream to go to New York. I got to a point where it's like, okay, this is really scary. I'm, I'm ready to start saying it out loud because I need to make this a reality. And I, and I was faced with a lot of naysayers who were basically like, it's going to be really hard to get that work permit or I don't know, you know, Canadians in New York, like all this crazy stuff um, or New York's really expensive. Manhattan's really expensive. Like that's the one I heard over and over again. And, and I can't lie that that wasn't scary but I had to like sit and reflect and tell myself, yes, but I'm going to New York to work, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So money will be coming in. And honestly, I always tell people like when you say things like, for example, New York is expensive. Like, what are you really talking about? Because it's not really New York that's expensive. It's real estate that's expensive, mm-hmm. right? Because you can get, I love Trader Joe's. You can get super cheap, awesome food there, <laughs> Like they have sales for clothes and stuff that you will never find in Canada. Like it's just, there are ways around those other expenses. Yes. And if you can get like really good rent, which I was super lucky to find really good rent, um, then you're okay. Right. So it was just like, it's just shifting mindsets around these areas, but it's just that I was already really 
clear that I'm moving forward no matter what. And I was in a space where those naysayers, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. Yeah. Right. But if you're not in that space, if you're in a space of fear where it's more like um, there's, I think it's Erica John that says like, we ask for advice when we already know the answer, but wish we didn't. Oh, wow. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that's the thing. Like sometimes our whisper super scares us and we do want that support or that encouragement to pursue it because we're so afraid. And unfortunately, sometimes we're going to be faced with people who are going to be like, don't pursue it. And then we let our fear take over. Yeah. They're like, okay, fine. I won't pursue it. And then what? So I I often realize with my clients, a lot of their confusion is that instead of pursuing what they really want to pursue, they're like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do because they believe that what they really want to do isn't an option. Yeah. So then we go and we look at, no, like, we're going to look at what you really want to do and figure out how to make that happen. Even if it happens in 10 years and right now you're just setting the stage for it to happen in 10 years. But I basically, you know, if you work with me, (laughs) we're not sugarcoating stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then I think there was another piece of your question that I don't, I'm not sure I touched upon. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember myself. (laughs) Um, It was mostly about uh, like letting others in and and how and I I think you actually did touch on it all because it was about like the fear of letting others in and and how to pick the right people and how to find support um, and, and community as as we're going through. And I think you so beautifully guided us to that in terms of your insights around like, make sure you pick the right people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that is, um, is, is such a, uh, like such a path that like, whether it's about careers or any goals in life, like that right. insight of like picking the right people, I think, um, is, 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 is um, is powerful. <laughs> so, um, I would love for us because you've developed this, this core five part, um, uh, strategy in terms of exploring self-discovery. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you call it my map to happiness. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Can you walk mm-hmm. us through that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's actually based on my personal experience, getting the clarity I had when I got to like my aha moment of like, okay, what I really want to do is help people get clear about what they really want to do. Because yeah. I, I guess I was really picking up on a lot of people having a lot of potential. And I was realizing like a lot of people actually know what they want to do, but they're not pursuing it. Yes. Right. So and, often, like all yeah, the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was a part of me that was just like, you know, we, we live in this world where, you know, most of us that are dreamers are like you know we'd love to live in a more peaceful loving world like a more positive world and and I really believe that each and every one of us has actually that core responsibility to do something that helps shift the world in that direction and I find that that's what we call purpose right and if we pursue our purpose even though it's like really really small that like shifts the energy towards something positive especially if we're showing up happy and positive during the day like that's what we're bringing into the world um so The first step that I um, support my clients through is the clarity around what, who they are and what they really want. So it's almost as though we're breaking down the question, who am I? Mm -hmm. 
who am I and what's important to me? Because often people, we haven't, we don't take the time. We're just like going through the motions and flowing and society tells us, okay, well, once you're done university, then, you know, you need to find a partner and you need to like get a really good job that has pensions and benefits and that you can be supported until retirement. And then you can buy a house and get a car. And then maybe you want kids and then maybe you want this and maybe you want that. Right. And people just go through those motions without asking themselves, is that what I really want? Is that what I want now? And like, I call it the status quo, right? (laughs) So, um, and a lot of my clients are unconventional. Like they've identified that the status quo, they just don't fit in the status quo, Mm -hmm. right? And then unfortunately, a lot of us, because I don't fit in it either, a lot of us believe that there's something wrong with us. Yes. And there isn't. It's just that, you know, each individual is so unique. Why would we believe that one way of being would fit all of us? So it's just really empowering my clients to identify what is your unique way of being where you feel like so aligned with yourself and I have this activity that I do with them that helps them identify their life theme and I feel like if you base your choices in life around your life theme like for me my life theme is freedom so I just as long as I'm feeling free I'm good and I feel aligned and I feel okay and I feel calm Um, and that freedom doesn't have to look like your typical freedom. It just has to feel like freedom for me, right? So that's step one. Step two is about like cultivating a positive mindset. So we know the importance of positive thinking. And um, I think that different people have different ways of approaching it, but I really believe it's important for my clients to get clear about, well, what are these ways that I'm thinking that are getting in the way of my creating what I really wanna create in my, in my life? And once they identify that, then giving them like super simple tools, like I start with really, really simple tools, um, just because I find that this process of creating a life you love, again, we're not snapping our fingers to create a life we love. It's like, I compare my process to a diet, people who want to lose weight. um, You know, you have those people who are always going on and off diets. And then you have other people who understand I need to change my lifestyle and my eating habits. So this can be lasting. And the way I see my program is that this is a shift in your lifestyle. So this is lasting. So moving forward, even when you're no longer working with me, you have all the tools to continuously create a life you love. Yeah. Right. Um, So the positive thinking piece is like, you need to believe that the career you love is out there. Because if you don't believe it's out there, um, then how are you ever going to find it? If you believe that there's no way, right? If there's no way I'm going to find a career you love, then you won't find it. And, and it's interesting because I know that just this past weekend, I was speaking to a friend and we were talking about relationships and um, (laughs) full transparency, like relationships is actually an area of my life where I struggle at times. And I got to a point where I realized like, hey, you know, I'm always using the analogy of relationships with my clients. What if I applied what I'm teaching them about careers to relationships? Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. So then I'm like, well, I need to believe that this guy's out there. Yeah. (laughs) And I need to get really clear about who he is. And I need to believe he's out there in order to find him. Because if I don't believe he's out there, then I'm always going to be like, either I'm going to settle for less or I'm just you know, going to give up and the whole like possibility of finding like the person, the partner that's really aligned, that shares the same values. And that's exactly who I want by my side. So um, like I, I even try to get some clients who are maybe 
relationships is really smooth. It's like, okay, well, how do you bring that, those, the same behaviors to like your career, right? Like, um, anyway, so that's like the belief part is the positive thinking. And then the big, the core of my program is the self-care piece. So earlier we were talking about that self-love piece. Yes. And uh, what I'm realizing is that if we really take a hard, good look at the way we live our lives, we'll notice that we don't actually really love ourselves. Yeah. Because if we did, we would be so much more compassionate. The self-talk would be positive and, and supportive and loving. And we we just live in this society of like no pain, no gain. Mm-hmm. So we're completely, I, I call it like we self-flagellate ourselves. And I know that that's like an intense way of putting it, but I really believe that's actually what we do on a day-to-day basis, right? We're just super, super hard on ourselves. And the self-care piece is about, okay, how do you start being more gentle with yourself, right? How do you start identifying, well, what are some of the things that I would actually really want in my life? And how do you start bringing them in like little by little? Because it's just like, it's like people who say, oh, you know, when I retire, I'll live this life I love. Or when I retire, I'll get the things I want. Or when I'm like, first of all, you don't know that you'll live till retirement. Let's just be really like (laughs) blunt and honest about this. And, And second of all, like this is a future that doesn't even exist. Yeah. So if you already know the things that you would love to do at retirement, like do them now, because if you don't get into the habit of doing things you love now, then it's not at like 65 or 70 that all of a sudden your habit is going to change. You're going to be like, oops, okay, I no longer work in this career I hate. So now I can love my life. It's like, I don't think, I don't think that's how easy it would be. I think it would be really hard for people to shift at 70 because you've lived all these years like pushing yourself through things that you hate and there's always new things that come up like new things that we excuses for why you know we can do something later yeah yeah exactly and I think and you know I think that for some people like COVID kind of woke us up to be like whoa it's now like it life is happening now so what is it that I really want to do and create in this moment today And I always tell my clients when they're making choices, like you're choosing for today and give yourself permission to change your mind tomorrow. Yeah. You know, this is not set in stone. It's just give yourself permission to explore, to try something, to see if it works. If it doesn't just, okay, at least you tried it and you didn't like it. We don't have to make a big deal about, I made the wrong. No, you didn't. You explored, (laughs) you tried something, you didn't like it. It's okay. And maybe you're going to try it and love it and be like, why did I wait so long? Yeah. Um, so that was part, that's part three. And then part four. So usually my clients by part three, they have the clarity. They're able to share. I mean, most of my clients are able to share like really early on what they really want to do. But what I've noticed is most people are able to say it out loud. And then it's like the subconscious mind or resistance pops in and they totally forget what they said. So I keep note of what was said. And then by part three, usually they're able to really step into it and be like, okay, this is actually really what I want to do. But then obviously fears pop up, right? There's all these concerns of the what ifs and, you know, sometimes it can seem really overwhelming. And and I know that it can be like when we talk about the dream career, like dream as a word feels like something that's unattainable or unreal or beyond one's wildest dreams. And it's almost like when I work with people around the dream career, it's like, yeah, and now let's take that dream and make it a reality. And I always tell people, you know, we're using supposedly 10% of our brain capacity So who are you to believe that with 10% of your brain capacity, you could possibly imagine something that doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. And just saying that to them grounds them where they're like, okay, if I was able to imagine it, 
then I can make it a reality. And, and I always tell them, you know, airplanes used to be just a thought. Yeah. Right. Like things that are around us, like computers used to be just a thought. The internet used to be just a thought. Like, so give yourself that space and that permission to allow yourself to really dream and dream big and then get the support. And that's the support I give to figure out, okay, how do I make it a reality? Yeah. Right. And then part five is where you kind of bring all these pieces together, but I call it trust and surrender. And it's really about learning to trust yourself and surrendering to, we'll call it the universe, Mm. right? Because there is like something much greater than us that we don't necessarily understand that supports us and guides us. And I believe that when you start feeling that nudge, it's something that's letting you know, like, this is what I, this is what you need to pursue, go pursue it now. And then we, we stall and we stall and we stall. And this is like years of our lives that are going by. And I get excited when I have like younger clients who shop younger being in their twenties. So I'm like, okay, awesome. If you start now doing things that you love, like by the time you're 40, you'll, you'll get it. And you'll be doing things beyond like what you could imagine. Right. Cause I find that in life we evolve. And so things are going to evolve. And I even say like, Right now, the work that I do, I'm sure it's going to evolve and it's giving ourselves permission to let things flow in our lives. So we're not like, well, this is what I chose. So this is what I need to like do until like whatever. It's like, no, this is life is about change and transformation. Mm -hmm. Life is about new experiences. Life is about adventure. Life is about risks and discovering and shifts and I mean look at the look at the seasons things are continuously evolving and shifting and changing and why do we as humans believe we we should be staying static like it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so when I walk my clients through this process usually they arrive to me like there's confusion there's uh you know dissatisfaction in the workplace unhappiness Um, usually I use a holistic approach also because for me if you're unhappy in your career chances are you're unhappy in other areas of your life too Uh, so career is just one aspect we focus on and like I said most of the time we don't talk about career we talk about their life and in talking about life then they realize okay this is what I want to do in my career or these are the changes I want to do etc yeah and then some of my clients also go through the dream career job search program which is where I teach clients um my step-by-step process so they can successfully find a career they love because the job search is a whole other whole other issue yeah that people struggle with I um I so appreciate you know in walking us through like the five parts of of this program just um like how holistic it is and and how it it really is about as you kind of set the stage for us at the beginning of our chat together like it is about supporting people's lives and and like like breaking down these these boundaries and borders that we put up in the categories but um it is about those self-care habits it is about you know it's it's about the career but it's also about um like how we want to live in a way that feels aligned and in a way that feels um, like deeply nourishing and purposeful and lets us really be ourselves. And I think that is such a gift. And the last thing that it's kind of come 
up for me a few times in our conversation that I've been thinking about, and I wonder if you have even just like a little gem of wisdom. But one thing that I've really noticed is I think the role that perhaps like patience might play Mm -hmm. a little bit. And I don't know that that's the exact right word I've been, but that sometimes I think we go through, maybe we've been in a job that we haven't liked for a really long time now. And it's like, like you said, we want to snap our fingers and we want it to be different right away. Or maybe we have that dream of, of what we want to do, but we want to be able to do it right away. And I know even just in my own life, like when I stepped away from a more traditional career, like I had to be really, really intentional with like, okay, I'm going to give myself like, two years to like to to make this transition and to start to make the amount of money that like you know I like like I needed to really set the stage so that I didn't feel that sense of like failure right out of the gate you know and um and so I was wondering if there was anything you could speak to in terms of of like the role of like the one step at a time um almost just Mm -hmm. to reassure people that it like it, it, it is not going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not going to happen right away. It could be like, okay. So yeah, it's because I feel like it's not going to happen right away. Like people could be like, oh my God, it's going to take years and it doesn't have to take years. Absolutely. Right. I think, yeah, I think that it can take years if you're doing it by yourself. Like I've literally sat back and watched that happen or I've watched people who, um, you know, people have their reasons for not moving forward with coaching and, And what breaks my heart sometimes is that they are like two or three years later, still at square one. Yeah. So I think that what's really important for um, anyone who's deciding that, okay, I really want to create this transfer and we're calling, we're going to call it a transformation because really that's what it is. Yeah. Like I want to create this transformation in my life is give yourself a timeline. So when people, when my clients come and work with me, I always ask them, what is your timeline? Mm-hmm. And give yourself a, a really exact date. So for some people, it might be, okay, by this time or this date, I, I'm leaving my job because this is, or this is in place. So I think it's like really about first having a timeline. So you understand um, you know, how much time. So even in your case where you said, well, I gave myself two years to kind of be in a space where there was, uh, a, a steady foundation, I would still have my clients tell me, okay, but what is it that you're creating in those first three months? Yeah. What is it you're creating in the first six months that is going to lead to what you're creating in two years? Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. And the patience is that, yes, we're not going to snap our fingers and it's not going to happen right away. But patience is like, trust that as long as you are taking these actionable steps, things are shifting. And the, the beauty of it is, is that you're already starting to live the life you love by taking those steps. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the bigger vision is what you're working towards. Yeah. But today it's about what can you do today that already brings you one step closer to that. Yeah. And you can kind of, yeah. And you start shifting like the energy of, of the life that you're living. And before you know it, like I have literally, sometimes my jaw has dropped with my clients because they've like started doing things that I'm like, Okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's beautiful to see like in a couple of months, maybe they don't have the career that they love, but they're bringing in something that they thought maybe they wouldn't bring in for many years later. Yeah. Yeah. What right? an empowering way, I think, to like wrap up this conversation is and and I think that speaks to to so many of the themes we've talked about today, but is 
uh, is that there is this capacity in those little steps to to start bringing that transformation into place and and like exactly. you talked about it's going to evolve and it's going to to shift with seasons of our lives um but but anyone listening has the capacity today to to start to take a little a little baby step i am so or I said baby, but in some cases, huge, but taking those steps. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm really, really uh, so grateful that you joined us today. And I, um, there were so many really powerful moments in this conversation. I can only imagine everyone listening is, is walking away with some great big takeaways. As we wrap up, I just, I always like to, to, to give folks opportunity. Is there anything else on your heart that you feel like sharing? Um, you know, I think that, like you said, it's like the small, I always tell my clients, the small steps are just as powerful as big steps, Yeah. you know, and that I think it's like this just deep desire that people just pursue what it is they really want to do. I think that that can really, I really strongly believe that that can change the world. Yeah. I really do. I really do. Yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. I have like goosebumps, all the feels. Um, I, uh, you're like, I, I feel really happy in my career, but I'm like, wow, I want Priscilla to be my career coach. I think the approach that you take is, is such a gift and, um, uh, I, and that the work that you're doing in this world is so needed and so beautiful. Um, and and so purposeful and so thank you so much for taking the time to share it with us today i'm so so grateful and thank you megan for having me on and um who knows i look forward to chatting with people and seeing if i can help them find a career they love absolutely yeah do reach out to priscilla is the best place to find you on your website on instagram where where is your fave place yeah i mean both of them or just send me a quick email info at mymaptohappiness.com and um, I'll like, just let me know that you'd like to connect. And I, I give inquiry calls. So we jump on a first initial free call just so I can get a sense of, you know, what's going on in your career to see if we're a good fit or not. And we take it from there. Cool. Thank yeah. you again, Priscilla. And enjoy Thanks, the Megan. rest of your vacation. Thank you. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of today's episode. As always, a really big thank you for joining us to be part of this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I, I was taking notes, got so many um, powerful insights myself in, in, in listening to Priscilla's words. As you may have noticed, the podcast has been released on more of an irregular schedule as of late, and we're going to continue that through the summer. So the best way to stay in the loop when new episodes are available is to subscribe on your platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or somewhere else. And while you're subscribing, it would mean the world to me if you took an extra few moments to leave a review. Reviews for the podcast can be a really incredible tool for helping others to find the podcast and also for helping show future guests just how wonderful this community is. Until we meet again, keep living with heart and wonder.